is Matt Crump. I've been known as a lot of things over my life. The class clown, the army guy, the rocker guy, the car guy, and the guitar guy. I've also made a lot of mistakes in my life, but the best thing I ever did, that's give my heart and life to Jesus Christ. He led me down a lifelong path and introduced me to my awesome bride, Rockin' Robin, blessed us with two incredible kids, and has given me a hope through some of the absolute toughest times of my life. See, I'm battling stage four cancer, and although that sucks, <laughs> it's opened my eyes and heart to a hope I never knew this way before and moments I never noticed. I call those God's Got This Moments, and they reveal hope like never before. Today, I'd like to welcome you to Hope Revealed. Well, hello and welcome back, or welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time to Hope Revealed. I'm your host, Matt Crump, and I come to you every Tuesday with episodes of Hope, Help, and Health. Almost didn't come to you today because I couldn't get this doggone thing to work, but hey, we're working, so that's cool. Sometimes we'll have guests that give us great information and help us in the world of health and healthcare, as well as ways to find hope through that information. As a person myself with stage four cancer, I really wanted to bring a platform to you that would specifically bring hope, as well as bring some help. That can be done through special guests, information I've been able to locate, and information from emails and messages I receive from you, our listeners. You can always email us here at community at godsgotthis.love for questions, comments, or content. I want to say I have a few friends out there that are battling in the cancer battle, and um, they're having a tough time. And uh, my heart breaks uh, for them and many uh, out there uh, in this world that are suffering with things like this. Uh, but specifically, these two friends I wanted to lift up today before we started today's episode. God, I just come for you in Jesus' name. And uh, Lord, you know these people and what they're battling, uh, not only in their body, but in their minds, their spirit, Father, um, their soul, everything, their their whole being is is involved with this. And uh, Lord, I'm just praying for miracles. God, breakthrough in the name of Jesus. God, we're praying that that your healing power would move mightily in their homes. And Lord, that their lives could be restored. That cancer would just be eradicated from their bodies. God, we align today with truth. And your truth says that by your stripes we're healed. You paid a price for our healing. That under the curse, we are susceptible to all the problems of sin. Lord, but Jesus came to redeem us from the curse, redeem us from all those things. And Lord, I speak truth and we align with it today and ask for complete healing in the bodies and lives of these people in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Thanks for doing that with me uh, today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about comp- uh, contemplation and uh, find some ways possible to look at the way you look at stuff. I hope you'll stick around for the next few minutes, and I look forward to hearing back from you today after the show. You can always comment at our um, uh, site here for the podcast, or go to our website at godsgotthis.love, and of course at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those great places. If you had the opportunity to know your life was about to end, ugh, and you're at peace with it, so it's not too bad at that point, and you could sum up everything you've learned about life in three words, what would they be? For many of you right now, the answer would be, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, that could be true for a lot of us. Um, I, I got some feedback uh, this week uh, when I posed a question on social media. 
and got some uh, some good responses. And uh, I'd be curious what yours would be before and after you hear this episode. You see, contemplation, the deep thought of something, is a really wild stage of change. And ambivalence, that's mixed emotions, can make contemplation a forever feeling like an extremely frustrating condition. It could be something like going to a college, and a college student who doesn't really know what he or she wants to do with their life, yet they are already in college and they have to pick a major. It can be an incredible roller coaster of emotions laced with huge hills and fastly approaching valleys just to come up with one thing. But it's a huge thing. It becomes this major, all right, I'll say it, a major contemplation. When dealing with contemplation, it's important to note that interest in change is not commitment. Man, I need to say that again. Interest in change is not commitment. I need to tweet that. Mixed emotions, or the fancy word um, ambivalence, are the arch enemy of commitment and a prime reason for that non-stop roller coaster called contemplation. Some roller coasters are a blast, but to get on one and never know when it will stop and not know when you can finally get off, that's not much fun at all. Do you fully understand the range of both extrinsic and intrinsic motivators that bring you to this point of contemplation? Honest reflection looks at a situation for the truth that's present, not just the truth you see. There are some ways to be able to do that, and we'll talk about that over the next course of the week. By the way, that nugget was brought to you by my wife. I've asked a question this week. To begin the journey of contemplation with you, the question was, if you had the opportunity to know your life was about to end, you're at peace with it, and you could come up with everything you've learned about life in three words, what would they be? So in three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. My answer, it goes on. (laughs) And of course, God's got this. Well, technically it's about seven words, but you get the idea. Contemplating a question like that can be hard for quite some. There are many issues around the answer as well as influence. It brings me to a point I'd like to discuss. It's called motivators. A recent article written by Kendra Cherry at uh, verywellmind.com, I'm sorry, verywellmind.com, says this extrinsic motivation refers to behavior that is driven by external rewards such as money, fame, grades, and praise. This type of motivation arises from outside the individual as opposed to intrinsic intrinsic motivation. Boy, I got some tongue twisters today. Kendra also writes that intrinsic motivation refers to behavior that is driven by internal rewards. In other words, the motivation to engage in a behavior arises from within the individual because it is naturally satisfying to you. Hmm. It's super easy to move through the contemplation stage, acknowledging only the extrinsic motivators that push you to change. But what about the intrinsic? So let's say you're listening today to this podcast or reading it in our blog and because you really just wanted to look more into contemplation. I thought it'd be an interesting and beneficial thing to you. That's intrinsic motivation. Let's say your wife told you that she heard about the article and told you to read it. And so you can start learning how to make up your mind or the marriage is over. 
that's extreme, but you get the idea. That would be more of an extrinsic, extrinsic motivator. Okay, so here we are at the intersection of contemplation and peace. The question I asked in the beginning today, right, those three words, what would they be? It's a hefty question for sure, and definitely not one just to launch into a quick three words. It might actually take a bit of, dare I say, contemplation. There's something called the trans-theoretical model. It was researched back in the 70s and studied. The long story short of trans-theoretical model is it was a study of a bunch of smokers, and the study examined the experiences of smokers who quit on their own with those requiring further treatment to understand why some people were capable of quitting on their own. Are you ready for the extremely powerful result? It's a good one. Right after this message. Just kidding. It was determined that people quit smoking if they're ready to do so. <laughs> wow, really? Yep. Basically, if you make up your mind to do something, chances are you will. In the book of Daniel, he's the famous guy you may have heard of thrown into the lion's den. You can read a very powerful story about a man in contemplation. He had many things to contemplate. And the contemplations he made in his life were what built the character and legacy we still talk about today. In the book of Daniel, the first chapter, in the eighth verse, that's in the Old Testament, it says here again, starting at verse eight, but Daniel made up his mind that he would not defile, taint, or dishonor himself with the king's finest food or with the wine which with the king drank. So he asked the commander of the officials that he might be excused so that he would not defile himself. Sounds nice and polite, right? It's cool, but he made up his mind. That was a massive decision in the midst of a heated situation and several that he had encountered. I mean, he was at the king's shindig, right? Saying, you might have to leave right now when the party was kicking. <laughs> By disciplining himself to live a certain way and to think a certain way, his responses ended up being much different on the fly. Daniel didn't just have this powerful miracle of a dynamic decision at that moment. He was a man of integrity. He fashioned himself to respond a certain way. He responded with humility. Daniel also teaches, that, teaches us that no, no matter whom we're dealing with, no matter what their status is, we're to treat them with compassion. As a result of his devotion, Daniel found favor with man, and he found favor with God. So in Daniel, again, in the ninth chapter, verses 20 through 23, while I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel, presenting my plea before the Lord my God for the holy hill of my God, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at first, came to me as swift as light at that time of the evening sacrifice. He made me understand, speaking with me and saying, Oh, Daniel, I've come now, come out to give you insight and understanding. At the beginning of your pleas for mercy, a word went out, and I've come to tell it to you, for you're greatly loved. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. I wonder if Daniel wondered if he would ever hear something back about his plea when he made it earlier in that verse. 
If he didn't think so, why bother the plea? What's even more awesome is that he was told that at the beginning of his pleas for mercy, a word went out. Man, that's some good stuff. If you ever ever have any doubts or concerns about what God thinks or speaks to you or what you want to know or questions about all that kind of stuff, there's so many, so many examples in the Bible. This is a great one from Daniel, Daniel 9, 20 through 23, if you get a chance to read that again. That is so good. We may not always hear the answer to our pleas immediately. However, we can never give up hope that an answer will come. I would say that the contemplations of Daniel are contemplated upon an assurance of divine intervention. To have that assurance would have to change the posture of contemplation. It's a contemplation with a strong resolve to hear a word from God. So what have you been contemplating lately? Well, let me just ask it a different way. How have you been contemplating lately? Even if the situation may seem like it's not a spiritual one, so you're contemplating what color to paint the living room, contemplating where you want to go eat for dinner, contemplating what fragrance you want in the smell thing in your house, right? That little thing about Bobby. Whatever. Yes, it may not seem that every contemplation is serious or high priority. However, the way you do it is. When I was in the army, we always had a saying, you will always do in war what you do in practice. I hated hearing that, but the reality is, it's very true. Daniel was eventually so good at the way he contemplated things, it managed to get him in and out of a lion's den. And to me, that's a pretty big deal. Maybe you'll have some time this week to study a little bit about Daniel. Just crack open the Bible, take a read, and read through the lens that we've been talking about here. Okay, so that's about as far as we'll go today. You'll have other chances to get and leave input this week through our Wednesday YouTube show, our Thursday blog, and Friday Devotion on YouTube. Uh, If you're not uh, getting any information on that one, I'll tell you about that in just a moment. I'm just really hoping and praying that today can be a gift of excitement in your heart. May you dream the biggest dreams as you're reduced to the biggest purpose of all, love. And I hope that this podcast today has stirred something up in your heart and hope that the rest of the week's ministry will continue to speak to your heart as well. And when it does, would you take a little bit of time to comment and share what God is speaking to you? You know, it really could change somebody's life forever. So if you're not already subscribed to our Monday Magazine, it's a little magazine I send out with a few highlights, nothing huge at all, just tells you about what's going on throughout the week, please visit our site at godsgotthis.love. And when you're there, you'll find a lot of resources available just for you. If you'd like to be a part of the hashtag God's Got This movement, please consider joining the community and becoming a monthly supporter. I just want to thank you so much for being with us today. And every time you join us on Tuesdays or whenever you get around to downloading this podcast here at Hope Revealed. So be encouraged, grow small, never give up, believe there's hope, and never forget God's got this.